Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Oh, you got it running? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, God's saying this uh, to you, Howard. He said he's going to put a new witness on you, a new spirit of sharing. And, uh, and he said even now that there are people that meet you or come up to you or watch you and in, in, in conversation. He said these people are waiting for a word from you. They're looking for something from you that's going to be helpful to them, encouraging. They're not sure what they're waiting on, but there's an anticipation even for your words uh, from certain individuals that you come in contact with is what the Lord's saying. And he says, just have confidence that I'm with you and, and I'll fill your mouth with words. If you just open your mouth to speak the utterances that I give you, I will fill your mouth with words. Uh, they don't have to be quote-unquote preachy things or teachy things but words of wisdom that that people are waiting for and they're anticipating to come from you uh, there is an expectation uh, uh, when people are around you is what the Lord's saying he said there's a, a lingering they're lingering to want to hear what you have to say and he said it's because I put you as a witness here in the earth for me and I will use you mightily says the Lord I'll use you to to have People come aside and speak to you. Uh, you'll be able to counsel them in ways that, that are going to be bring uh, life and health and wisdom to them. And everything that you uh, envision yourself doing, the Lord says, and maybe have been a little reluctant to, he says, I'm uh, removing the barrier, uh, any barrier before you, says the Lord. I'm breaking it. It's just the enemy trying to hinder you and make you second guess your value and your worth. So receive that, says the Spirit of the, the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So God will fill your mouth with words if you open it up. So praise God. Well, Howard, the Lord's telling me to tell you that the one he has for you is worth waiting for. Amen. He says you're just going to just keep doing what you're doing. Amen. And it'll be, on, be beyond what you think is what, what God's saying. Just keep doing what you do for God and you'll walk into it. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. For your people here today. Lord, I thank you, Father, that you never let us down, that we always hear from heaven so that we can be helped, that we can be saved, healed, that we can um, just be delivered in every way, spiritually, physically, and mentally. And we give you all the honor in God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Well, we're going to talk about faith again today. Amen. And how faith always produces. Amen. Faith always produces. Or I should say your faith always produces. Amen. You know the devil has a lie going around that we don't have faith. He'll tell you. You don't have faith. You know or if you don't get something when you're supposed to get it. You know the devil's always going to come up with something to tell you. You don't have faith or he'll remind you of what you did or what you said wrong. But the end conclusion is that he wants to put this thought in your mind that God is not going to honor your your prayers because your faith is not strong enough. Amen. But God says today, 
he says, tell the people that their faith produces. It will produce. Amen. Hallelujah. Your faith will always work. Faith, because faith is eternal. It has to work. It's like a no-fault thing, you know. It has to walk, or no-foul. You know, it, it has to work because faith is eternal. Now, that word eternal, when I looked that up, I said, mm, this is interesting. Eternal means having no beginning or end. It, it's um, lasting forever. It also means true or valid. Endless. Ceaseless. Perpetual, immutable, enduring, hallelujah, not subject to change because it's eternal. I like that word enduring. So your enduring faith always produces, amen. It will always produce. Uh, Another meaning is not subject to change. I think I said that. Existing. And outside all relations of time. In other words, your faith is outside of time. Amen. And so when the devil tells you that you don't have any faith, you tell him your faith is immutable, unstoppable. It's valid and true. And it's outside of all relations of time. So if, if your faith is outside of time, then there's no specific time for your faith to not come through or to come through. So how could it not be good? You know, how could it not work? But see, this is the trick that the enemy will pull. He's done it to me so many times, you know, because something doesn't come in a, in any way, who's in charge of time? Who's to say, you know, who's to say that something didn't come in time because we're not in charge of time so we can't say people who are watching us saying yeah you know trying to judge us if if we know god they're they're not in charge of time amen so when the devil tells us that our faith is not strong enough to to believe for a specific thing we need to let him have it amen tell him our faith is immutable It's unstoppable. It's endless. It's enduring. We have enduring faith. And the love of God is working on behalf of us. So God, you've got God's faith that's unstoppable, unquenchable. And it's working together with our faith. He's encouraging us to stay in the race and not give up, not quit, just because of time. Amen? Because faith has nothing to do with time. Time doesn't. Uh, How can I say? Time doesn't have anything. It doesn't matter with faith. You you know what I'm trying to say. You know, it doesn't. You can't judge your faith by time. Amen. But that's what the devil does all the time. See, he uses that on us every single time so that we will not have confidence and cast our confidence away in God. Amen. This is how it's done. He gets us on that time thing. So faith endures all things because faith works by love. The devil has no love in him. So he can't be a judge of our faith because he has no love. He has no love for us. Amen. So he is not a judge. So when that voice comes up on the inside of you and tells you it's taking too long or you've done too many wrong things, you have to shut it down. Amen. And tell the devil, I have enduring faith.
I have faith that has no beginning and no end. And faith worketh by love. Amen. And so it's about time we start. And I've been seeing Christians, you know, we've been being beat down. And this is, you know, a lot of persecution. But I'm telling you, I have been seeing Christians come out the closet, everybody else coming out. And they've been speaking up. You notice that? Even in these uh, high persecution times, we have been seeing, and I've been hearing it comes from people that you would never think would defend the faith, but they have been defending the faith. Amen? So Hebrews 11 tells how faith endures, because it's an enduring faith. Through faith, we understand through our, our relationship. So we understand faith through relationship with God. If you'll turn to Hebrews 11. Hallelujah. And we're going to look at a little bit more faith. Because we can never be taught too much about faith. Amen. If faith is always going to be here. It was here before we came. It has no beginning and no end. It's always going to be the order of the day. And there are these people who went through the faith movement. You know, they thought it was a movement and that faith is gone. Faith hasn't gone anywhere. Amen. We abandoned faith. But faith is still here. Amen. And God is just waiting, I believe, for a lot of us to put a claim on these his promises because the faith is still there, I believe. Amen. So faith, um, we understand faith through relationship with God. And we can go through many difficult things in life, yet endure because of faith. Faith is what keeps us hanging on. You know, even if we go through worries off and on, sometimes we are nervous, you know what I'm saying. But still, faith is what keeps you hanging on and not give up. But the devil's not going to tell you that. He's going to tell you you messed up, you didn't, you know, you weren't in faith and all of that stuff, but... You know, faith is enduring. And that's a good thing to tell the devil the next time he comes up and tells you your faith missed it. You know, our faith is enduring. Amen. It's unstoppable, unquenchable, and it will pass uh, the test of time. It just will because that's what faith does. And so a lot of people died in faith. Amen. And this is one thing that... When I was reading the scripture, it really made an impression on me. They died in faith, but their faith lived on and still produced what it was supposed to produce. You see, you can't shut faith down. When I, when I read that, I said, boy, that's so powerful. Because sometimes people think if you pass on that that thing that you pray for is not going to happen. It's going to happen. It's because faith is eternal. Amen. That faith goes to the grave, goes to heaven. It it stands. And then another thing that the Lord was showing me is that faith that stands even when we pass on. Our descendants, our children, our grandchildren, they get to enjoy our prayers. Amen. And that's what happened to the children in the wilderness. It says, you know, when Caleb and and Joshua reached the promised land, they saw it from afar. It says many died in faith. But look who who came in and received it. It The faith didn't die. You know, faith outlasts us. And that's what it's supposed to do. Amen. And so it says, and I like that scripture that talks about that, but I never got that revelation before. You know, we know they died in faith, but what happened to the faith? Did the faith die? No, it didn't. Because faith is eternal. 
faith doesn't die. Faith keeps on going. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's read in Hebrews 11. Let's go to verse 6. And it says, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. So in other words, you must believe that God exists. And that he is a rewarder, <coughs> a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So if you are seeking God and you are following him with all of your heart and with all of your mind, your faith will catch up with you. God will see to it. He is not going to allow your faith to outrun you, get lost from you. Your faith is over here and you're over there. That's not how God works. But God says faith is eternal. It's immutable, immutable, it's unstoppable, and your faith will go where you go. Your faith will get you, whip you in the shade. You know, it knows what it's doing better than we do. We get messed up and we get off track. Our faith will find a way to bring us back into the, the center of what God is doing so that God can bless us with that thing. Our faith will look for us. Our faith will stick with us. See, faith is something that people have thrown around. I don't have strong faith. I, you know, we've all been, I don't have the right kind of faith. But that's a lie. Because anything that God, look at it like this. Anything that God has given you is good. Now, he's given us the measure of faith. That means that our faith is good. Amen. Now, what we do with that faith, we need to to increase our faith and make it stronger by uh, studying the word. The Bible says that, you know, when you hear the word of God, that strengthens your faith. Then you can take that faith and that word that you've heard and you match it up with God. You bring it to God and then you ask in his name. Amen. And when, and that faith will keep growing and growing. See, God doesn't give you something and leave you out with nothing, out there with nothing by itself. Faith is not by itself. Faith has so many components helping it to help us. You understand? So it's not standing by itself. It's not alone. Amen. So it says... Without faith, it's impossible to please him, but he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. And see, sometimes we think God is not going to reward us. When you think God is not going to do something that works against your faith, but it's still never too late because you can always knock those thoughts out and get renewed in the word of God. You know, get washed in his blood and... You know, whatever you need to do, uh, develop a relationship, pray in tongues. There's so many things that you can do to bring yourself back in front of God with stronger faith. Your faith will not fail you. It just doesn't because it can't. Amen. Hallelujah. It says in 7, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen. So he was divinely warned of things not yet seen. I'm just going to read almost all of the chapter. Move with godly fear, preparing an ark for the saving of his household. So how do you think households get saved? By faith. Faith does that. By which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to, to, to faith. It says, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance 
and he went out not knowing where he was going by faith he dwelled in the land of promise as in a foreign country dwelling in tents with isaac and jacob the heirs there's the heirs see your heirs partake of your faith with him of the same promise so this was the same promise that god gave him that his heirs why because of his faith amen it god accounted it to him as righteousness because he believed verse 10 says for he waited for the city which has foundations which whose builder and maker was god by faith sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who promised amen see see faith i see faith with different components faith sarah got uh what god promised her because she had to i'm gonna say go a different route with god she had to she had to believe him um you know to make her understand that though she was a woman of age her body could still conceive she had to go and and what i'm saying she had to go and approach god in a different way that abraham did abraham god dealt with abraham he said look up and look down you know the seashore and and the stars in the sky she went to god saying i'm an old woman you know after she messed up with hagar and she said well if this is not the way you wanted me to do it then then help me to believe because i'm an old woman and can these body parts work so she approached god in her own personal way amen just as abraham and it worked for her amen and so that's why i'm saying faith has different components because you have to go to god in different ways for each thing that you need amen some things come like that have you noticed and then other things take a long time and so you have to allow god to help you to deal with things in different ways to get your needs met amen uh i don't remember where i was oh i was in 11 talking about faith it says because he judged him faithful who had promised amen it says in verse 12 therefore from one man and him as good as him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky and the multitude innumerable as the sun which is by the seashore it says these all in verse 13 these all died in faith not having received the promise but having seen them afar off were assured of them embrace them and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on on the earth amen and so anyway that that it was similar to a bad confession but when it says here that in verse 13 it says all these died in faith not having received the promise but having seen them afar off god can give you a vision of the promise just like you received it that's what happened to them i always wonder why they didn't receive it because they had the vision already and so they sometimes the vision just having that vision and living through that and it can satisfy you to a point where you just say well you you heard people say well it really wasn't for me i'm praying for somebody else which is a bad confession but it wasn't in vain because their children and children's children and the children's children entered into the into the amen and so that's what i believe that means when it says they start from afar off 
and they assured and they were assured and they embraced them and confessed that they were strangers in a, in other words I, I when I was reading that and I, I was look, doing some research on it it was saying that they remember they thought about they didn't belong there and they really didn't want to go that's what they that's what I, I was reading in the some uh I looked it up and this was what was one person's interpretation of what was going on and that they were saying, Well, you know, we really didn't want to enter in. We we had faith for everybody else. But whatever the the confession was, good or bad, the descendants did. You know, your descendants can use your faith because your faith is not going anywhere. Amen. Long when you're long gone, when we're all long gone, our faith will stand. Those prayers that we prayed prayed will not go unanswered. Amen. Amen. And it's just like us. We're living Abraham's through from Abraham's faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. I think I'm in verse 14. It says, for those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. See, if they had kept their their confession right and kept the prayers right. You know, not switch prayers. If they had been praying, believing God to go back to the land from which they come. In other words, God would have sent them back. Amen. But they died in faith, and their descendants um, received what they had faith for. It says, in other words, I believe this scripture is telling us God don't make mistakes. Amen. We do, but He doesn't. Hallelujah. So it says in 16, but now they desire a better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. See, and they're just looking to go to heaven now by faith. It says, verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, and Isaac, your seed shall be called. Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, um, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph in worship, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because he saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, um, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the, than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked um, to the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king for he endured as seeing him who is invisible so he saw he who was invisible by faith he kept the passover 
and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith he passed through the Red Sea by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempted to do so were drowned. And by faith the walls of Jericho fell, and after they uh, encircled, after they had encircled it for seven days. Amen. And it goes on talking about Rahab the harlot. I'll just read two more. In 31 it says, By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and, and what's it? Jephetha, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of the lions, and quenched the violence of fires, and escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, became vigilant in battle, turning to fight the armies of the alien. Amen. So without faith, that's why it's impossible to please God, because you can't do anything without it. Amen. God causes all things to happen by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. And God helps our faith all the time. He doesn't just leave us there with faith. Some people say, I don't have enough faith. Well, we, we know that's not true, because God's given us the measure of faith. But we need to invest in what he's given us, enhance it, and, you know, build it up. Faith comes by hearing. So when you hear, you're increasing your knowledge of the word. Amen. And then apply that word to your faith. And um, I believe it causes a big power, like a big cannonball. Or, a, 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 you know, how a snowball gets bigger and bigger as you roll it. I believe as you increase your faith. It becomes like a cannon that will, you know, explode in the devil's face. Amen. So I believe that your faith is everything that God has called it to be. Amen. But we have to work on it. We can't just sit there and wait on God to do stuff for us. He's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. So that means that God has given us every technique, every procedure, every method that we need to take care of what we have to do to make our faith what it's supposed to be so that we can receive all God has. Everything that he's promised, God will give us. Amen. But we have to govern our faith. And I'm telling you, the devil is going to tell you that your faith is not strong enough. But you can tell him that my faith is eternal. Amen. Devil, you're a liar. My, I have eternal faith. And it will, I will receive whatever God has called me to receive because I believe. We believe it. Amen. So in, when you believe what God has said, you see the vision. And it will speak. And it, it, it will happen because it speaks. In other words, when you have faith, you know you have faith because you see what God has promised before you get it. And when you see what God has promised before you get it, don't let anybody tell you that lying devil will speak to your mind and tell you you don't have faith. You tell him you do because you've already seen what God has promised. Amen. And when you see it, when you believe without seeing in the natural, then God always brings it to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I think about what Sarah must have thought back to her when she knew that her faith was weak, 
you know and so she had to approach god in the only way that she knew how and she had to go to him and ask him you know well you know since i i stepped out in the flesh and that was not the right way you know how do i believe for this thing i'm i believe she had to have a lot of conversations with god amen but you do what you have to do because god is there and his faith is eternal and and so is yours and so the devil cannot stop your faith this is why he has to lie to you and tell you that you don't have it amen and so we need to trust and and rest assured that god is with us and this is see it's like this we have to believe that god is able if you believe that god can then that's you got your faith licked right there i mean you know not licked but you know you have the evidence of your faith because if you believe and you're trusting in him and you can see it all before you 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 get it then don't give up there's no reason to quit amen your faith will see you through so enoch went through the rapture because of his faith i believe it's because of his faith let's go to genesis 5 you know he was translated because he walked with god and the bible said that god was so pleased with him that he didn't even let him experience natural death because i believe his god his faith pleased god so much so that he just he just translated him amen i believe you can please god that much genesis 5:22 okay and it, the reason i brought enoch up because what i was the point i was trying to make is enoch might have been raptured but his faith still remained amen his faith endured because he walked with god see it's just like abraham pleased god when you hunger and thirst after god there's a great reward there you know god will always give you something or imp- something or empower you or encourage you in some way to keep your faith you know active amen and so we have to believe that god is with us in verse 22 let's see and it says after he begot methuselah enoch walked walked with god 300 years and had sons and daughters it says so all the days of enoch were 365 years amen is that right yeah 365 years it says an enoch walked with god and he was not for god took him and then his son he had a son i think he had methuselah when he was 65 i think that's on the other page when he was 65 he had him and of course you know our our parents say well she old as methuselah you know they they use that see they done all heard that but when you hear that old is methuselah you know that methuselah was old amen and i think he was not over 900 years old 969 he had a son lamech who lived 777 years i i looked at this 777 and had a son noah you know him who walked with god and isn't it funny how that faith followed um, through generations amen enoch walked with god and pleased god and look at his great-grandson noah 
that he walked with God. I believe Enoch's faith was used throughout centuries and years because these people lived a long time. But see, his faith endured. It was it never ran cold. It never ended because he had enduring faith. And I think he used his faith for his family, his ancestors, and the things that they did, he did. He used his faith for his family, and they walked with God. Everybody walked with God, his whole family. It says, and then Noah found favor with God because of his great-grandfather, Enoch. I think it was his great-grandfather. I'm not sure. He wasn't his great. He was his great-grandfather. Let's jump over to Genesis 9. We're in 5. Let's go to 9, verse 28. And it says something about him. It says, And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. See what obedience can get you? It says, so all the days of Noah were 959 years. So he lived 959 years. Oh, my goodness. Talking about life. Amen. He almost lived as old as Methuselah lived 969 years. But see, it was long life in this lifeline because these people walked with God. Because they made themselves available 24-7. Because they loved God. They liked fellowshipping with God. And look at the payoff. And this shows you that faith is eternal. Amen. It's it's enduring. It's not going anywhere. Amen. And Noah's faith condemned the world. Remember that? Because his faith passed judgment on the people's unbelief. And there it was again, that same faith that Enoch brought into existence. That same faith was passed on through eternity and so this is why don't give up on your faith your faith will see you through amen because your faith is eternal even long past when we're gone our faith is still going to be working through our children our children's children and our children's children's children faith works amen and i tell you if we sit down and and as robert slayer to say take the devil behind the barn and whip him and make him leave our faith alone, we'd see more things. We'd see more things come into uh, fruition if we would just understand and know that our faith is good. Amen? Because you, you're you not in this just, God didn't just give you faith of the measure and say, now go do with, with it what you will. I believe God helps and works with us every day concerning our faith especially if we ask him if we're honest with him and we come to god and we say god i don't feel like my faith is strong enough you know help my unbelief or do something i believe god will work with you i know he does he works with me and encourages me and tell me it's not bad as it looks and not to be discouraged see this is why discouragement is is a um, sniper i call it a sniper of your faith because that discouragement will put an end to the, the promise because we let go on the inside because of what we have not. We feel like we have messed up so bad. But you cannot mess up too bad for God because he made us. If, if this were, were so, he'd have made us a different way. He, he would have made us people who don't ever give up. 
or whatever, you know. (laughs) But he made us like he made us because he loves us the way we are. Amen. And he knows that he can change his faith can come in and with grace and mercy and change us and help us and so it's never too late it's never nothing that you've ever trusted god with or believed him for has ever been um, a waste of time it's never been a waste of time amen it's all good because god causes it to work together for our good so this faith works. Amen. When when your faith pleases God, you find he finds a way to reward us big. Amen. Our faith is our faith justifies us. Just like Abraham, he was justified by his faith because he believed God. So he was declared righteous. And when we believe God no matter what, no cuz what else I look at it like this, what else do I have to do? we really don't have nothing else to do you know amen so we need to trust god with our faith amen and so god gets the glory when when we see god gets the glory when we trust him and we get things by faith when we get things by our natural flesh or works when we do things ourselves god doesn't get the glory amen amen god see he wants us to receive things by the grace of god amen so you can't work to be righteous or it's not grace amen and so it's the same thing when you're trying to invent things or cause things to happen that you're standing for it's it's it god doesn't get the glory amen amen the bible says we're by by grace we were saved by faith grace and faith i believe they they work a lot together and so god is is enhancing everything about us he helps your faith by grace and by other things it's not just grace i don't believe but you know god does what he have to do to help us so that we won't have confidence in our self-effort you know he he'll do whatever he has to do he'll work it out some kind of way so that he gets the glory out of every situation amen and if he didn't do it then it's, we can't call faith enduring faith it doesn't endure if it doesn't overcome the pitfalls of life sometimes we create amen or sometimes we don't have strong faith or sometimes we just give up and we quit and we don't try amen but in those cases i think the holy spirit still encourages us and he tampers with our thinking all the time he tries to intrude on us to get us to move and get back and you know where we're supposed to be take a stand repent and get back up and and believe god because it's never too late because faith ain't going nowhere amen and we talked about it's eternal and it it's going to stand because it's immutable and so it's not going anywhere and so we need to i this is what i'm i believe i'm trying to say we need to have more faith in faith in the faith of god we need to have more faith in what god has called us to do you know he's not wasting anybody's time 
Amen. And so faith is, is eternal and it's strong and it's not going anywhere. So we might as well get back to faith. Amen. Repent and get back to faith. Because it's simply believing that God is able. And see, sometimes we look at some things as so uh, ridiculously hard, we really think it's too hard for God. And then we think God is not able. But the Bible has already told us, Ephesians 3.20, you know, that's the scripture that I believe more today Christians are, are having faith in. Let's go Ephesians 3.20, now to him. I believe we need to have more faith in that scripture. Let it sink in. Amen. Hallelujah. Because God is able to do anything that you're big enough to ask for. You cannot out-ask what God can do. He's bigger than you. He's bigger than any circumstance. Amen. It says, now to him. Oh, let me turn. Who is able. To do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that works in us amen and then it says to him be the glory see god needs to get the glory out of everything that we do we need to glorify god how do you glorify god by exalting him over problems by trusting him and and knowing and understanding that he is bigger than anything that we can ever come up against amen Hallelujah. Now to him who is able. He is able if we start to understand that there is nothing too hard for God. And there is nothing wrong with your faith. Because God doesn't give bad gifts. He gives good gifts to men. Amen. So your faith is still working. Most of the time when the devil tells you you don't have no faith, you, you need to look at that in the opposite way. And tell him, oh yes I do. You need to speak up. And tell him, but see, most of us are afraid to speak up because we think we don't have faith. But you do. Because I think you were in the line when God passed it out. Amen. And so just use it. Repent for whining and get back in there with God and develop a relationship with him. See, I believe Enoch, Abraham, all of these people, I believe their relationship was so close to God that when it says they walked with God, that means it was like us two, we buddies. And they received that glory, power. I believe they received so much from God that it was just like normal for them to believe whatever God said. It was normal for them to receive whatever God said they were going to receive. This is just this was this was a way of life. And so we can adapt that same way of life. You know, where we just believe whatever God, whatever he says. You know, we take the word of man and we trust in it, but we don't trust in God. And his word is forever settled in heaven and on earth. It's it's already accomplished that which god has promised that it would accomplish it's already done but don't be like thomas who believed after he saw you know we need to show god that we appreciate what he's doing in our lives and believe before you see it amen even if it's taken a long time you know believe and even if we caused it to take a long time god does not care you know we can get condemned from that But, you know, we need to come from under condemnation and allow God to speak to our inward parts and and reassure us that it's on the way. 
it's all because it's already done but we're just waiting for the natural manifestation it you know in the natural but it's got to be settled in your heart first amen and i believe that god is not gone anywhere he's on the scene you see how he got the pat that pastor uh what's his name he got him i mean three and a half years but he didn't forget about him amen but when all of us had forgotten God remembered, and he got him out of there. It's just, God is just so awesome, and I believe we're going to see more signs of, I know, because we're seeing them already, more signs and wonders. I believe God is doing more. He's reassuring his people. He's going to do some things that we don't even deserve to have done, things that we've shut down and closed the door on. I believe he's going to make those things come to pass too because god wants to do these things you know it's nothing that we have to do to entitle ourselves to because jesus did that amen and so you know we need to just believe because we've done everything else so just believe and have faith in that faith that god has given us you know that faith is eternal and it's enduring it endures the test of time See, because time, I believe, is the one factor that will work against your mind and try to get you to quit. But, but if you think about how eternal um, faith is, let's see, what did we say about faith? It's eternal, and that word eternal means having no beginning or no end. And it's lasting forever, always true and valid, Amen. endless, ceaseless perpetual immutable enduring and and not subject to change that's what faith is we can't lose with that kind of faith amen that's the kind of faith that god has given to his people because he loves us so much amen and so we should never be discouraged when you feel that discouragement coming on you think about ephesians three twenty. not to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power. Get the power on the inside of you. Well, how do I do that? The word. Amen. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so what we try to run away from is the thing that we need to pull us through. Amen. Let's go back to to Hebrews 11. We're in the faith section, the faith chapter, with the mighty Hebrew heroes, as I call them. Hebrews 11:6. Let's go back to verse 6. And it says, But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. So you must believe that he is. And I think we believe that he is, but it's like this. He can, but will he? We got to get rid of that. That's the devil. Amen. I know he can, but will he? You know, yes and amen to all all of them. Yes, he will. Because if he, he placed that in your heart, if he didn't intend on doing it, he wouldn't have given that to you and put that on the inside of you. Amen. Because what we're standing for, I believe God put it in our hearts through his word. 
Amen. And through his speaking it forth, through his voice. And we received it. And somewhere we got lost in the shuffle because the devil jumped us with unbelief and doubt. And so we have to continue to trust God. And when you see that stuff cropping up, take care of it. Don't just let it assault you and you don't get up and fight back. We need to learn to fight back with our words, you know, with our mouth, with the word of God, and with our actions. Amen. We need to attack this voice that comes and tell us that it's too late because time is the biggest enemy of, 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 of faith. And it's not because it's, it's an enemy because in time, uh, faith, wait a minute, what, I think I said it earlier, faith lasts the, the test of time. So time has no bearing on faith because faith is eternal. And it has no beginning and no end. So if we remind ourselves of that, then time is not a, 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 you know, what is that? Yeah, not an issue and it's not a threat. Time is not a threat. It just, see, the devil has used that so much on people's minds that we just readily receive it instead of saying, now, wait a minute, let me go back to God and get this straight again. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to keep going back until you get it. Time is not a threat to faith because faith has no time. It has no beginning and no end because it started with God. And so it, it's not, time is not an issue for, for faith. And you can always jump in and repent and start over, but I believe we don't even have to start over. I believe that we can pick up where, where we first got stupid. <laughs> I believe that. Amen. See, the devil, if you sit up, we listen to these same lies over and over year after year, and they sound real, but they're not. Because how can the devil punish us for believing wrongly when he's not even in charge of faith? He ain't even in charge of the blessing. He's not in charge of anything. He's just a trespasser. And so we need to learn how to think these things through, repent quickly, and get in our word and allow the word of God to just give us a massage, heart massage. And just bask in him and trust in him. Fall flat on your face. There's nothing wrong with it. And allow God to build us back up. Amen. (coughs) Faith will always be there. It's not going anywhere. It has too much power. And it's not going anywhere. Amen. So why did I turn to Hebrews 11? Did we read that? (coughs) Verse 6. Amen. So it's impossible to please God. So we need to get to pleasing God with our faith. I don't believe that faith, that God measures our faith. But I believe he looks to see if we trust him and if we believe him. That's all I believe. That's all he wants us to do is believe him. Amen. And that's why it's impossible to please him because he wants people to trust in him rely on him and to lean not to our own understanding and we do that too much we want to see it coming before it gets here well that's not faith (laughs) faith is believing it is here before you see it amen hallelujah
And so we need to trust God because he is, and believe that he's a rewarder. Some of us don't think that. I remember I didn't think that. I thought that, you know, well, you don't get rewarded for doing, you know, keeping your faith alive. I thought, well, maybe you just get the promise. I don't know. I was a Baptist. I don't remember what I thought. All I know is I didn't think he rewarded us for our faith. But he does. He rewards you when you diligently seek him. He rewards you when you put time in. He rewards you when you worship and and you praise him. There's rewards. That's how the wall of Jericho fell. Just from worship and praise. And the walls fell. And, and obeying uh, the instructions of God. You can't lose when you do these things. Amen. There is no losing in the kingdom anyway. You can't lose. Amen. We're already winners because of who we are. And because of what Jesus did for us at the cross. Amen. So diligently seek him out. And Noah was, um, for, Noah was forewarned by God concerning the events um, which there was no visible signs. In other words, no rain, no visible signs in the natural. And he was forewarned. But Noah took heed. Can we take heed? Amen. Noah took heed and did diligently prepare the ark for the saving of his family. He took heed. And see, that's what we don't do. Sometimes we follow the crowd. You know, everybody else is partying and, and having a good time and not worrying, not not that we're supposed to worry, but not being concerned, that was the wrong word, about what God has told us to do because we feel like we have time. But we don't know when time has run out for that particular thing. And so God wants us to take heed. And when he told Noah... You know, he forewarned him about what was going to happen. He said, I want you to build a boat because it's going to rain. And he didn't—he knew he didn't know what rain was, but he didn't question God. It, the Bible says he just started to diligently work toward what God has, had warned him. He took heed in the situation. And so your enduring faith can save your whole family, just like um, Noah's faith. Amen. We believe that God is with all of his attributes. No, it's it's like this. I wrote down the wrong way. But we have to believe that God is. And I believe that we do. But we also must believe in all of his attributes and his capabilities, even if we don't know what they are. It's like this. Whatever comes with God, I accept it all. Amen. And I'm not trying to deny him anything. But I believe if we get our relationships right with God, he'll display every characteristic. You know what I'm saying? I believe somehow God lets us know who he is, where he is, why he's like he is. I mean, God will tell us as much as we want to know. It it depends on your pursuit of him. Amen. And there's nothing that I believe you can't ask God for too much. Because who says it's too much? We You don't really know how much he has. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. You can't out-ask God. You can't out-think him. You can't out-faith him. So we need to receive God as a whole and everything that comes with him. Whatever it is that we don't know, because everything about God is good. Amen? Amen. 
even if we don't know what his attributes are we need to receive them with gladness amen so how do we know god we begin to know him by the hearing of his word amen so we must hear first and once we have heard the word then we mix it with our faith and we start to trust and believe and faith sometimes faith has to find us but god will find you and he'll teach us how to act on it i think faith has to be activated and it, it's it's activated because of what we've heard amen and then you know in other words faith without works is dead and i think when you activate your faith that's the works and i believe that we will always um will always come through with what god has promised us because there's no failure in faith amen there's no failure in honoring god there's no failure in expectation there's just no failure in this but when we open that door to satan and he started his lies telling us what we did and we're not this and we're not that or you don't have no faith and and we start listening to that stuff it pushes us further away from god and further away from the promise and so i believe when we take that lie and we confront it with the word of god and we let the devil know that we are not going to believe what he's saying about us because it's not true what does you know he sits up with a file on people but his file is full of lies amen past activity stuff that you've been forgiven for amen and he throws it up in your face anyway but the devil's a liar people say it but they don't really know it and we need to confront him and we need to give him the word and get him out of our lives because he's a trespasser but he has no rights to our life he, it's like look at it like this he don't even have any business telling you it's too late because it's not his business so if you look at it like who told him that he could speak into my life because he has no business with me anymore when you got born again you stopped being his business amen and so we need to learn how to talk back but if and you the reason sometimes we don't is because we're not sure because that spirit of condemnation will come back and grab us but as long as your relationship is right with god the devil can't trick you he can't do anything he has nothing to do with your life he can try but you know i believe that when you walk with god like noah abraham enoch all of these people and i believe it's very possible i know it is then i believe that you know we'll hit things not that we won't have tribulation but we won't even feel it because when we are so close to god when our relationship is secure things happen happen but we don't smell like smoke from the from the situation you know because we are so close to him that he fights our battles for us and we don't have to strive we don't all these things we don't have to do we just trust we trust in him amen we believe god will will answer us because we believe that god can do all things when you believe he can do all things he he can do all things amen if you don't think he can then you pretty much tie his hands and sometimes i believe god will do it just to show us that he's god 
but you know what I'm saying? But our faith could use some tweaking, and most of the time it's just shutting down that voice that lies to us all the time. Amen. Tell the devil God is good, and God is great. Amen. He hates that because I know Oral Roberts was persecuted because he said God is good. Amen. And that's a good one to give to him when he keeps harassing you about what what God is not going to do. How can he say what the creator is not going to do for you, the creation? If you think about it, it's a real weak thing that he's doing, but it works on people because people don't know the Lord. They refuse to develop a relationship or he, he picks on people who just doesn't know God. But, you know, I think he really works hard on Christian people because their minds are not renewed in the word. Amen. See, when you read the word, the the word renews and washes your brain. It washes your thinking process. It cleans it up so that if those thoughts come, I believe there's a built-in resistance that comes and says and just hits that thing. And it doesn't and it stops. It has to stop coming to you. And you start to walk in the knowledge and in the wisdom of God and in the revelation of God. I know that God, you'll know for a a surety that God is real and that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, we need to just, some of us, just start there. You know, whatever your weakness is, tell God. He knows already. And so he just wants us to... Get on the same wavelength that he is and admit it and stop being so proud and so arrogant and start to trust him more. Amen. Trust God because he's your best friend. Amen. Amen. So we need to know things by faith. Know things because God has told us. He's a holy and a righteous God. And he's not a man that he should lie. So if God is not a man that he should lie, then we should have no problem believing what he says amen we should have no problem believing what god says if he's not a liar take him at his word amen everything in god in christ jesus is yes and amen quit acting like god told you no amen amen see we listen to the devil too much that's why we need to develop a relationship through the power of his word. God's word is powerful. The Bible says it's a strong tower. And we run in and we are safe because it's a strong tower. So don't don't um, underestimate the word of God. Because the word of God is, is powerful because the word is God. Amen. It is God. The word is him. And it's powerful, sharp. And it's, um, you know, it's, it. it knows motives and to cut through fakeness and it'll get to motives it gets to what's wrong with our hearts that word is powerful quick and sharp not dull and mean and arrogant amen and so we need to trust in the word of god because he didn't give this word for nothing he meant what he said he said what he meant Amen. Hallelujah. That reminds me of what Popeye said, something similar, but I won't go into that. <laughs> you know, after he got his spinach, he was all hard and bold, you know, strong, like a strong tower. <laughs>
Amen. The, those who came to Jesus to be healed had to believe that what he said about himself. Let's go to Luke 4 while we're talking. You know, when Jesus was going to the masses and he went walking from this place and that place and he would be sitting talking and people would always gather around and he preached the gospel to them. And he preached the gospel because he wanted to impart, bless you, he wanted to impart truth to them so that they would receive healing. And it's the same way Pastor Barb does at the healing school. She preached the word of God and impart truth so that you can receive what God has for you. Well, every time Jesus did that, they came. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. So in Luke 4.18, he preached, and this is um, also, I think it's Isaiah 61. And... and um, I'm just going to start reading in verse 18. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to those captives, and to recover sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. So, let's see, am I supposed to be going any further? No, I'm going to keep going. It says, then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing or in your ears. Amen. And so in other words, what he was saying when he said that is, you can have this today. That's what he was saying. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Amen. That should have been enough for, for them, right? <laughs> it should have been enough. Hallelujah. In verse 22, it says, So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceed out of his mouth. And they said, it is not, Isn't that Joseph's son? You see what I'm saying? So it's like this. Don't doubt the words of God like the heathen. Because it said that Jesus preached the gospel. Amen. And he, in other words, he really prepared them to believe for miracles. And what did they say? That's, that's Joseph's boy. Amen. A prophet is not... Welcome in his own hometown. See, because people know you, but they don't believe that the anointing. See, the, the Bible says the anointing turned you into another man. But people like to hold you in that natural state because they just don't want to believe that God's anointing can be used by a person. Amen. In other words, the religious don't want no parts of, of God's anointing. Amen. And so... This is what they said, you know. That's Joseph. Is that Joseph's son? That's in verse 22, 23 says, And he said to them, You will surely, you will surely say this proverb to me, Physician, heal thyself, yourself. However, we have heard uh, done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. In other words, I did miracles in Capernaum. 
I did I do miracles everywhere I go. I preach the word. What's the problem? Amen. The people don't like to honor and recognize God's anointing. No. Verse 22, then he said, assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you the truth, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heavens were shut up three years and six months. And there was a great famine throughout all of land. And that's when it was no rain. It says in 26, but no, but to none of them was Elijah sent except um, a Zarephath, the woman of Zarephath, you know, the woman with the issue, in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. In other words, he's saying this, look, people had needs. There was a famine. Amen. But the Holy Spirit only led Elijah to one person. And that's the widow because there was faith. See, the, the Spirit of God will follow faith. You know, God will find your faith. <laughs> you can't hide faith. Amen. Not that it wants to be hidden, but he could not find anybody that had faith except one person in that region. Verse 27 says, And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elijah, the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Amen. Because his of obedience. It's like this. Jesus is, I believe this is what's going on. Jesus is preaching the gospel. He's opened the doors to the church, so to speak. And he's offering himself, you know, to uh, do whatever it is to meet every need that people have. But there's still doubt. Amen. There's still doubt. You know, people want to believe after they see the miracles. They don't want to believe from the preaching of the word. I believe that's what was going on here. Amen. And it says one person, one man. And he and Naaman almost didn't get healed because he was picky, you know. So, and, you know, his, his mind was trying to figure out dirty water. Skin is already messed up. How can that help me? So he was already almost a part of the same crowd. Verse 28 says, So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. They got mad. And rose up and trust him out of the city. I think they pushed and shoved on him, you know, and, and just followed him and led him out of the city. Oh, yeah, it says, and they led him to the to the brow of the hill on which their city was built. And they might throw him down over the cliff. That, you know, this is what they want to do. And then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. You know, how he, he could transform and get away from them. He said, mm, this is an angry bunch. Amen. But Jesus preached the gospel. He only wanted to do good. You know, he he wanted to heal the sight, just like what he said in Isaiah 61 and in verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. You know, to to release people from the blindness, you know, and, and take care of heavy burdens and, you know, uh, just deliver people. And this is all he wanted to do. And that's why he closed the book. And I think he wanted to see if anybody received what he said. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And then he turned around and I love how Jesus did. He warned them. In other words, he told them about themselves. Oh, yeah, you know, there was a woman in Zarephath in the days of Elijah. And she's the only person that had faith, one woman. And then Naaman in the days of Elijah. Eliza. And it says, and he almost didn't get healed. But he was letting them know, I know y'all didn't receive that word. I know you didn't receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we don't want to be like that. See, we're not like that. We're God's people and we believe everything that God has told us. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So you can't stop faith. When you mess up, faith prevails. Sarah had Jacob, I mean Isaac, after her mistake. Amen. She had, she had Isaac after Ishmael. Amen. And see, you, we need to think about that. When the devil starts, says, hey, and look what you did. And you did that and you did. And you say, no, it's not like that. Because I've, I've taken ownership. I repented. And that's all I have to do. I'm back in the ball game. I'm good. Amen. I'm good. My faith will prevail. Because God, when God gives you something, he doesn't give you something shabby. He gives you something that's strong, eternal. The word is a strong tower. You know, the anointing is a, a, a protective and a strong tower. Everything that God, everything about him is good and it's strong and it's eternal. And so how do we even allow the devil to tell us that our faith is no good? We need to sit down and preach him a message. Amen. Amen. So Sarah received her promise after her mistake. Amen. So even when your 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 miracle is past due, don't give up. Because who's to say it's past due? God didn't give you a date. If God gave you a date, then it wouldn't be past due. <laughs> Amen. But it's, it's still your faith remains. It still remains forever, and it produces what God intended it to produce. It will produce. Your faith will produce what it's intended to produce because our faith is eternal. And even though we pass away, our, like Enoch, our faith is still going to be working for our families. Amen. Our descendants. Our faith, Abraham's faith is still working for us today, isn't it? That's because nothing can shake the faith that God has put inside of us. Nothing can shake that. Amen. And so we need to just get it straight. Trust God. Trust his promises. Don't question it. And give him the glory. You know, I've been through some things where God just told me. He said, don't ask me no more. Just thank me. I said, okay. (laughs) Just thank me. Amen. And we need to hear those things. And just do them and, and thank God because your faith has not failed you. Amen. It's impossible. It cannot fail you as long as you're with God and you've not left God. God is doing exceedingly and abundantly. Above, above all, we could ask a thing. We need to start looking into Ephesians 3.20 and say, I want that for me. And that power that works in me that comes from God. That power is so powerful, and that's really all you need. Amen? So trust in the faith that God has given. He gives good gifts to men. 
and your faith will bring the breakthrough amen all right so we'll stop father we do thank you and we praise you lord we lift you up we thank you for your word we thank you for faith that endures and we bless you father and we give you all the honor and glory in jesus name (laughs) amen and praise god hallelujah if there's anybody that needs prayer